0: There is now and welcome to the SBK crypto podcast. 15 minutes of crypto My name is Charles Story, I'll be your host for the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, so let's get down to business. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of November 2017. The current price of Bitcoin is $7,191. Which is up eleven percent in the last twenty-four hours. Ethereum's currently trading at $335, which is up five percent. Ripple's currently at twenty-one cents, which is up two percent, and Litecoin is currently trading at sixty-four dollars, which is up five per cent. With that in mind, let's get on to the next part of the show. Crypto news flash. Crypto news stories from around the world. So the first story today is one of the is one of the most interesting stories I've picked up. As of recently and it's regarding the mount gox bankruptcy situation so we're going to get into it it's going to go through all the details we're going to talk about what happened and what has the outcome been because they went through a uh, a court of law to try and find out the investors did try and club their money back so the story is going to go into great detail it was written by CoinDesk. go check them out so let's get into it bitcoin bankruptcy wasn't really a bust in 2014 mount gox Magic, the gathering online exchange, which grew from the improbable name into, uh, at one point, the world's largest Bitcoin exchange, suffered the fate of all Bitcoin exchanges and had its Bitcoin stolen. Since then, everyone has just gotten used to the idea that all Bitcoin exchanges get their Bitcoin stolen. But at the time, it was kind of a big deal. Mt. Gox filed for bankruptcy protection in Japan, where it was based, and customers lost something like 750,000 Bitcoins. Worth, at the time, roughly $500 million. But, Mt. Gox kept looking for the Bitcoins. And I guess it found some. This could lead to some weird results. When Mt. Gox imploded in February 2014, Bitcoin was trading in the hundreds of dollars. It got to, it got to a high of just 806 83 on February 3rd. And a low of $451.58 on February 24th. Right now, three and a half years later, Bitcoin is trading in the thousands of dollars. Call it $6,500 and change. And continuing massive volatility at Mt. Gox's bankruptcy estate has has now just about 200,000 Bitcoins. Wow, that's quite a lot. (laughs) Meaning that, in very round numbers, it has about a quarter as many Bitcoins as it did at the time of its bankruptcy filings. But each Bitcoin is worth 10 times as much. In Mt. Gox's bankruptcy, as is generally the case in bankruptcy, claims against it were reduced to yen amounts shortly after the bankruptcy in April 2015 when Bitcoin was mostly in the $400 with creditors and entitled to recover up to 100% of the yen amount of their claims. But no more. But there was more. The bankruptcy estate for Mt. Gox holds 202,185 Bitcoins worth. And that's currently worth in yen around 169 billion yen or $1.5 billion at current rates. Meanwhile, the trustee has recognized claims by exchange customers of 46 billion yen based on the April 2014 Bitcoin price. As a procedure, the lawyers say, or the lawyer says, as a basis of bankruptcy law. After accounting for smaller amounts of non-Bitcoin assets and and liabilities, Mt. Gox has a surplus on paper of 111 billion yen or 997 million dollars. That could go to its shareholders, according to a calculation by the Wall Street Journal. This strikes many people, particularly Mt. Gox's customers, as unfair. They had Bitcoins worth, say, $500. Mt. Gox lost them. Now those Bitcoins would be worth $6,500. Mt. Gox is going to give the customers back the $500, the amount of of their claims in fiat currency, and keep perhaps a billion dollars for itself. This is particularly ghouling because itself means mainly Mark, the former chief executive officer, and main shareholder who is currently on trial for embezzlement for allegedly embezzling some Bitcoins from Mt. Gox, but not the 750,000 Bitcoins that were stolen by hackers. Again, the main function of a Bitcoin exchange is to get its Bitcoin stolen. So it shouldn't be surprising that lots of people were allegedly stealing Mt. Gox's Bitcoins. Here is where I have to confess that people spotted the problem back in 2014, and and supposedly a solution consisting of Basically, giving Mt. Gox customers Bitcoin-linked claims, Gox coins, that would trade on the blockchain and give them a recovery denominated in Bitcoins rather than Yen. And at the time, I made fun of them. If you claim now, if your claim now is, say, 10 Bitcoins worth, $6,000 or whatever, then at the time of those Bitcoins are recovered, they'll be worth $60,000 because Bitcoin is deflationary and its price can only go up. I wrote and the sentence was completely accurate well the number the numbers would be about five thousand to six to sixty five thousand but I cannot feel good about it because it was sarcastic the lessons here to be learned are one do not take anything I write as investment advice ever for any reason not only the things that I look like investment that look like investment advice but also the general comments and two Always buy Bitcoins. <laughs> in my defense, though, GoxCoin didn't happen. The regular old bankruptcy system did. And it reduced the claims to yen. And now these seem to be a massive surplus over the yen claims. And the claimers are aggrieved. It is hard to know what to make of this. It happens sometimes. And if you're going to have a bankruptcy system, you'll we'll probably need to reduce claims to, to um, dollar-yen amounts, or whatever amounts you're looking to divide them up in. That's how a bankruptcy state works. Simplistically, you can imagine the working of bankruptcy being that you take all the estate stuff, sell it, and divide the money among the claimants. You sell it for dollars or yen, not bitcoins. And if you're going to have a bankruptcy system, it will probably take time. There are plenty of debates on how to treat elements of value beyond the strict dollar face amount of the claims. Bond, whole make premiums, make whole premiums, sorry, for instance have been litigated a lot in the US recently. But it's not exactly surprising that that Japan's bankruptcy system thinks in yen rather than in bitcoins. On the other hand, you shouldn't worry too much about this. Someone will sue Mark until he doesn't have billions of dollars worth of bitcoins anymore. The bankruptcy estate might only owe the customers $500 per bitcoin, but they and the regulators, etc., might have a case that Mark should be sued for negligence negligence, and enrichment, or general, come on man. <laughs> even if Mt. Gox makes it out of bankrupt- bankruptcy with a billion dollars, even if he beats the embezzlement charges, it just seems too improbable that he'll walk the tightrope at the end of which, with a billion dollars worth of bitcoins, just for him. What a story. second story today, we're going to be going over the pump and dump schemes within the cryptocurrency world the kind of darker side so without giving too much away let's jump into the story buyer beware cryptocurrency pump and dump schemes coordinated in telegram many cryptocurrency users are familiar with this scenario they see a coin jump in value and in anticipation of the next bitcoin buy-in only to find themselves with a huge loss just hours or days after the price increase it will suddenly plummet leaving late buyers holding the bag. The phenomenon is not uncommon in other trading venues either, particularly stocks and equity markets, but the lack of regulation means that scams to cause this sort of price manipulation are not illegal in the crypto world. In fact, the recent pump and dump plans in the crypto sphere may be being coordinated by outside forces. Telegram of loss. The Russian app Telegram appears to be the main venue where the pump and dump schemes are being perpetrated. As reported by the business insider, a number of channels within Telegram are being designed for the main purpose of price manipulation. With names like Pump King community, crypto for pumps and we pump. These communities provide a venue for scammers to attract participants who help them move the price. These channels offer information on specific coin pumps to those who subscribe and then encourage subscribers to buy in quickly. After the glut of buying and the result price increase, or the resident price increase, members reach out in such social media, encouraging further buying from unsuspecting victims. As the price continues to rise, the pumpers begin to sell, causing panic selling and collapsing the price, the dump. The victims are left holding the bag and the coin value often ends lower than it did before the scam. The entire process is a scam from start to finish. With the SEC and other international regulatory bodies coming on board, the phenomenon may be over. However, for for now, buyers should avoid such jumps unless underlying fundamentals provide reasons for the change. With that in mind, let's move on to the next one. The next story today, we're going to be going over mining rig sales. And when I say mining, I mean mining for cryptocurrencies, e.g. Bitcoin, over in Singapore. It's been absolutely phenomenal over there. So let's get into it. Many Singaporeans have recently caught up with a Bitcoin craze. They turn to Bitcoin mining for passive income, causing a sharp increase in demand for mining rig and graphic, graphics cards in the country. Sharp increase in mining rig demand. Channel News Asia reports how one Singapore-based mining rig manufacturer has experienced a sharp increase in sales in recent months. As the demand for cryptocurrency mining computers has increased to more than 100 rigs per month. As of November 2017, from about 15 in July, increase in cryptocurrency exchange users. The demand does not only end in mining rings alone, in fact, Cryptocurrency exchanges such as CoinHecko and Quinny, have both experienced double-digit growth in demand for the cryptocurrencies since the beginning of the year. The spectacular growth of the various digital exchanges and currencies in 2017 has led to a high demand for mining hardware in Singapore and around the world. The influx of new investors has consequently held or helped pull the price of Bitcoin from 6,000 to 7,000 in mid November, from around $1,000 in January. With such phenomenal growth, a lot of people have turned to mining to generate a passive income and become involved in the cryptocurrency market, with the growth rate showing no, sli- no signs of slowing down. With that in mind, let's move on to the next part of the show. Twitter tweet of the day The first Twitter tweet today is from Blockchain Life. They're one of the, the top crypto tweeters out there so you go follow them at Blockchain Life and this is their tweet. Mangroup is one of the largest hedge funds in the world, 95 billion dollars and is ready to add Bitcoin to its portfolio. If XTB Futures successfully launch, CME Group is expecting to add Bitcoin futures in the second week of December. Several hedge funds have made the statement already. Boom, we love it. If Man Group get involved and they deploy serious capital into this, what are we going to see to the price of Bitcoin? Well, that's a question we're going to find the answer out to pretty quickly. The second tweet today is from Michael Novogratz, and you can go, to go follow him at Novogratz. Um, that's, his, that's his tweeting handle. So his, his tweet is as follows. Big news, looks like Square is adding a function to buy and sell Bitcoin. The herd is coming. We love it. Go follow them both. Great content. With that in mind, let's go to the next part of the show. SVK's current global crypto view. The ICO we're looking at today is Wabi. The token symbol for this is W-A-B-I. So let's get into the the finer detail here. The hard cap on Wabi is $11.5 million. The public crowd ICO contributes... It's owned 52%. So the ICO contributors own 52% of the total token supply of hard cap is reached. Conversion rate, one Wabi, is 25 cents. Maximum market cap at ICO on a fully diluted basis is $22 million. Bonus structure, none. Pre-sell or whitelist, whitelist registration ongoing. And you can check that out at the website, which is www.wacoin.io. Uh, the timeline: November twenty eighth, two thousand and seventeen. To- token distribution dates within seven days a- a- after the end of the ICO. So, what is this project doing? So, um, so the company behind Wabi is a company called Wali and that's W A L I M A I. Is a it's basically a company that develops solutions to ensure product authenticity. It's places secure anti-counterfeit labels on consumer products in China and internationally. While My's operations are mainly in China, which suffers from counterfeit in products such as baby formula, cosmetics, and alcohol. In order to solve the problem and provide confidence for consumers, the company has developed RFID labels with anti-reuse design, as well as mobile apps that integrate with the labels. So let's kind of look at the team and what they've done. Um, So let's let's check them out. So uh, the team we have so far, the CEO is a man called Alex Borsarov, uh, previously strategy sales director for a leading baby baby formula company, founder of Early Bud, a fundraising platform for startup projects in China and consultant for McKinsey in Moscow and Dubai. The co-founder, Yaz Belinsky. Previously Associate Consultant of Bain and Business Development Manager of LP Amina Energy and Environmentals. So they've they've got a team with with experience in the mix here. So the opportunities. Waybuy's closest blockchain competitor, Walton, has a huge market cap of $130 million. While Wabi is more advanced in terms of development, Walton has signed MOU's Memorandums of Understanding with many companies. But... MOUs have very little meaning in China as the parties of the MOU are not contractually committed to anything. So let's look at the kind of the positives which, which we looked at there and let's look at the, the concerns we have. So even though the Wabi project is based in Singapore, Walmart's operations are mainly in China, which is subject to a lot of regulatory risk relating to cryptocurrencies so we have to watch how that one plays out so the conclusion for this you know overall we like the ico both for its flipping and long-term potential our thoughts on buying the token for flipping and investing are as follows for flipping it's good the project's hard cap the team the business idea, the market awareness and all above average however due to the hype surrounding this project the individual cap for the ICO is probably going to be low the long-term holding, that's also good. As mentioned above, while is a good candidate to benefit from the favorable macro trends, we believe this has a good chance of being successful. And as I say, guys, this is not financial advice. This is our global crypto view. This is an idea we've been looking at. I thought I'd share it with you. That's a wrap. I got to bounce. Remember to share, like, subscribe to our podcast. Share it with your crypto community and get the good word out there. Have a good one listening to an SVK Crypto Podcast original. Follow us on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. Email us on cstory at svkcrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website, www.svkcrypto.com.